Well, good morning, everyone. We are now back. Week one is now over. We start week two. As always, there's Jed, there's Jimmy over in Arizona. Jed's over in uh, Chicago. So welcome, everyone. Good morning. Hey. Jim, let me start off with you today. Reflections on last night's Thursday night football game. I think we were talking about this before uh, the show started. Um, you have to be able to say Daniel Jones did a great job from a fantasy standpoint. Um, Haneke, the new quarterback for Washington, um, did admirably really well. So those are two people that I'm at least taking a look at. Um, McLaren, who is on a couple of my teams, was phenomenal. But I am concerned about Logan Thomas and also Antonio Gibson because they did not do anything last night from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, I totally agree, Jimmy. If you have Logan Thomas and I do on one team, I do think, you know, but he was he was kind of like right at the edge of that top 10. And so we were really counting on a great passing attack. Um, but so, you know, you should be looking for some others, but there should be other um, tight ends out there. We've seen a couple, the guy down on the Saints, um, you know, we've seen a couple start to rise up. So you should have some options, mm -hmm. but agree. Um, other than McLaren, I think both uh, Thomas and Gibson, you got to be a little suspect now. Are you yeah, guys concerned about Saquon? Oh, yeah. I So I was just saying, Daniel Jones had double the yardage output of Saquon. Yeah. That, to me, tells you everything mm -hmm. you need to know. Um, Daniel Jones almost had 100 yards, almost had 100 rushing yards. So, yeah, I would be very concerned. That's why I, I said I would not touch him in any drafts. Yeah. And it looks like, I mean, Sterling Shepard is emerging as the number one wide receiver. Jed, you were talking about Kenny Galladay. Just got so mad at Daniel Jones. He was signed as the premier wide receiver free agent. So far, he had three catches for 39 yards. Didn't do yeah, very much and, at all. And Daniel Jones missed him twice. That's why he was yelling at him on the sidelines, if you guys saw the video. So it's, it's there's some dysfunction there. It's definitely a team uh, I'm probably avoiding. But I was impressed with Daniel Jones. He almost had 30 uh, points in some fantasy leagues, so you, you can't ignore that. Mm -hmm. I mean, 22, no. he had, what, 22 of 32, 249 yards, a touchdown. And he also had nine carries for 95 yards in the touchdown. So that was actually – I mean, you would I didn't guess he would carry the ball 95 yards. Now, with uh, Antonio Gibson, 13 times for 69 yards, but two catches for four yards. Now, if he suddenly increased it to, let's say, 15 carries for 80 yards or at 75 yards, maybe five catches for 30 yards and one touchdown – I'm happy with Antonio Gibson with that one. I'm happy well, with that Well, yeah, one. just like Jimmy said, the problem was they were passing to McKissick. And so, mm -hmm. and McKissick got that goal line carry. But I was telling the guys that the goal line carry was was an audible. It wasn't supposed to be. It was supposed to be a pass. And then uh, Heineke actually made the right move and audibled out. So it's something to watch. I mean, I have Antonio Gibson. I'm still obviously holding on to him. But agree, all he needs is just a little bit more yep. volume, and he'll be fine. Got so it, my, only it, my only – pushback on Saquon Barkley, right? So he had one 41-yard run, and the rest of it was he he did, didn't, didn't do anything. He did. He is coming back from a major injury, and so I know it's going to take a couple games. Um, I think this was, in some ways, I almost kind of see these last couple games as his preseason, and so there's a part of me that wonders if you go forward, right, whether it's um, the third, fourth game, is he going to start – getting more productive fantasy play um, in the next few games. And if you want to go after a player, is this the best time to go after Saquon Barkley, right? Yeah, so definitely I, a buy low. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you believe that, Jimmy, definitely a buy low. I personally don't believe that, but I agree. <laughs> you, you could you could get him really cheap right now. Um, I'm sure people would be willing to trade. For example, would you trade a Saquon Barkley for Antonio Gibson? Yeah, nah, I still think Gibson has a better upside. Oh, no, yeah, I, I want Antonio Gibson. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I would love Antonio Gibson. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think a, a Saquon Barkley owner might trade for a Gibson or maybe maybe even lower. You know, maybe like uh, an Eckler or a Najee Harris. Najee Harris didn't do so great. A DeAndre Swift. Yeah. You know, a DeAndre Swift or Saquon Barkley. Now, I still think – I mean, the, the only problem with Saquon Barkley, you never know if he's going to get injured because he has not shown that he can last through entire season. Yeah. Hey, uh, just so you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick has declined surgery with the hopes of coming back in eight weeks. So he has declined surgery uh, with the hopes of coming back. A couple other things. The San Francisco 49ers backfield. Jed, I'm going to go with you. Raheem Mostert is going to be out for the year. And so as a result, the top pickup is Elijah Mitchell. But what are your thoughts on Trey Sermon? Yeah, I mean, so Elijah Mitchell beat him out, right? So that's a legit, and he and um, Trey Sermon was a coach's decision, you know, did not yep. suit up. So um, I still think, you know, as I said all along, if you drafted Trey Sermon, you're drafting for the second half of the season. I still believe that. Um, but boy, if you got Mitchell, if you were able to get him on your waiver wires, you should ride that because, as we said, the San Francisco backfield, it's one of the few teams where they will have a they will feature a primary back and the run game is always strong the scheme is always strong so if you got mitchell i would ride with that um and if if he if he could do you know let's say 100 like pretty well over these five six games maybe he holds off trey sermon and we never see him all right let me ask you guys a question jim before you say this uh, let me throw this to you if you have michael pimmon on the waiver wire which i see him on the waiver wire on one of my teams but you have a trey sermon on your team are you dropping trey sermon to pick up michael pimmon do I need a starter? Is that what you're no. saying? Or no, you don't no? need a starter. Just for my bench? Then then yeah, no. just for your bench. because the, the ceiling for Trey Sermon as a running back is way mm -hmm. higher than my equipment yeah. as a wide receiver. Yeah. Okay, I, I agree. I agree with you. But let me push back on you guys. Michael Pittman is your number one wide receiver. Carson Wentz had did decently. And so a lot of times in the aerial offense, can Michael Pittman surpass Trey Sermon? Because you don't know where he's going. I just don't think it's going to be an aerial offense, at least not yet. <laughs> so I think that's my concern is, you know, where is that offense going? I, I've said this again, time and time again, is I, I really believe in having players on the best teams. And I just don't know that the Colts are there yet. We'll see. I mean, it's early, mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm that, that last week it didn't look that great. I just think that you also look at the waiver wire and compare a Pittman and a Sermon to what's out there. You can find other pitmans, you know, you can find other receivers who's going to score you um, uh, 15 to 16 points um, every week. But Trey Sermon, if tomorrow um, more Elijah Moore um, is, is injured, Mitchell. Mitchell, yeah. Mitchell is injured, the, your number one running back is Trey Sermon. Right. And so from a potential standpoint, he's the guy I'm going to go after. I'm still not convinced Mitchell is going to last through the year. Um, I think the way that Shanahan likes to do use his running backs. I mean, you saw it last year, right? He kept going from Jeff Wilson. He was going to um, for a little bit. I mean, every he was going through so many different running backs. And at the end of the day, right? Like when Mostert came back, he was fine. I still think that they're going to go through a couple running backs. 
And at the end of the day, Trey Sermon is going to finish out your season. So that's that's where I stand. Yeah. Hey, Jim, Odell Beckham already ruled out for week two. Surprise scratch in week one. Already ruled out for week two. If you were uh, if you were looking to make trades, are you trading for Odell Beckham, someone who is willing to uh, sell low? Uh, you know, I don't know. You know, um, there, there was a play, and I'll look at it later when Jet Talks. There was a player on there who's like the third wide receiver. Oh, not Landry? You're not talking about Jarvis? I like Jarvis. No, I think Landry would be fine. Who is it? Yeah. Let, me, let, me, let me find this guy. I was looking at him. He's on the Cleveland Browns team. And he looks really interesting because he's a rookie for them. I gotta find his name. I, I like um, Landry as a replacement for Beckham, and I, personally, I think that this was all smoke and mirrors. That Beckham, they knew he wasn't gonna play. They're they're slow playing it, and he's the injury is worse than they were letting on. I, I'm not touching the guy because I I think you know I think I believe it was a groin injury. Those are very difficult to come back from. Usually linger on, so he was already you know kind of starting to follow up. We haven't seen great production from OBJ since he's really come to Cleveland. So I that's not a guy that I would target. I, I'd rather have Pittman to your earlier question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, I have him sitting on one of my teams, all right, with no IR spots. Drive me nuts, all right? Oh, my God. Drop him. Drop him for Pittman, man. Yeah. Well, you know what? He's, but that's the problem. Do you really want to drop Beckham and then eventually he comes back and he's going to be a stud, right? So I was like, I don't know if you want to necessarily take that chance. Um Okay, Anthony Schwartz. That's the name. He's the wide receiver, Anthony Schwartz. Um, last last week he had three of five targets for 69 yards. Rookie wideout, and he's playing uh, right now behind Landry. And a lot. I've been re- I was reading about him in the Cleveland uh, newspaper, and they think really highly of him. And so I've been taking a look at him to say if Odell Beckham doesn't come back, or if he's going to be injured throughout the year. I actually think that Schwartz is going to be be uh, the number two, number number three receiver. He could be somebody that you might want to stash away or at least pay attention to on your waiver wire. Got it. Hey, uh, Jerry Judy is uh, just so you know is ruled out four to six weeks with the high ankle sprain. Look at Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Ken Hamler. They're okay, but Cortland Sutton might benefit from that as well too. And other than that. Jed, we are done with news and notes. I know you love picking games. We always call it, uh, you look at the spread. Which games are you looking at for this week? Yeah, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of big spreads this week if you're looking at the Las Vegas lines. And again, I always like to tell people to look at the spreads to kind of give you an idea of where the points are going to come from, who's going to score a lot of points. So what I want to do is give a what I'm going to pick as my lock for the week and then what I'm going to pick as an underdog for the week. And so my lock is a little bit maybe easy in that it's the one of the bigger spreads. So the Packers are 11.5-point favorites over the Lions. Um, and that's going to be my lock on Monday. I think the Packers are going to come out pretty pissed off. It's in Lambeau Field. I think you're going to see um, a lot of points coming from them against Detroit. So that is the my lock for the week. Uh, my underdog pick for the week uh, is a tough one. The Titans are playing the Seahawks. Um, the Seahawks are six-and-a-half-point favorites. I just can't believe that the Titans were as bad as they looked last week. And so I'm taking the Titans in that game. As much as I like Seattle, as great as they looked, um, I think that they can cover that spread. Um, and if not win outright, they can uh, they can at least beat that. So the Titans are my underdog pick. 
Very, very good. Interesting. And are you expecting a big game through Derrick Henry? Or are you going to see A.J. Brown, Julio Jones? I, do well? I, I think they're going to feature Derrick Henry, which should open the passing game. He only got, I think, uh, what did he get, like 13 touches or something? So I, I think they did not feed him enough because they, they fell behind 17-0 really quickly um, to Arizona and then couldn't basically couldn't feed the ball to him anymore. So I think you'll see a turn in that script, um, and hopefully it'll turn around. The other the other team I'll mention is the Falcons. I don't the Falcons are playing the Bucks. I don't think they're going to win, but it's a 12 and a half point spread. I don't think the Falcons are as bad as they looked last week either. I expect them to play better there. Then the other big game to me is the Cowboys and the Chargers. I think there's going to be a lot of points in the Cowboys yeah. and the Chargers game. So if you have if, if you have any of those players, you get them in. I've got Mike Williams on the Charger. Mm-hmm. Chargers. I don't have any Cowboys, but I think there's going to be a lot of fantasy points in that game. I'm intrigued by Mike Williams. I actually like he did, he had a great game the first game, right? And I'm always waiting um, for for him to to have a really good consistent season. He usually has one or two games where he does really well, but maybe this might be the year that he really kind of does it. Yeah, I'm starting him um, in a, one of my flex positions. Uh, so I, I yeah, I have high. Like I said, I think there's going to be a lot of points to be had. So I think he'll he'll get some mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Got it. Hey, speaking of the Tennessee, I actually have Ryan Tannehill as one of our quarterbacks in one of our leagues. I dropped him for Jameis Winston, so I have high hopes here for Jameis Winston. <laughs> yeah, that's a good move. I, I actually was thinking that with Tannehill, it's it's just too much to weigh, or you got to stash him on your bench. Unfortunately, my backup for him is Justin Fields, so I, mm, yeah. I'm kind of stuck. No, uh, Woods at ESPN was saying that, look, Justin Fields will mostly come out fourth or fifth game, right? So if you need to pick him up, pick him up right now, because in a few games, he's not going to be there anymore. Yep. Yep. Hey, let's go through some of the games as well, too. Beginning, let's start with Patriots and Jets. Jets, I'm going to go with you because I know how much you love Corey Davis, right? But here's my thing is the Patriots allowed the six fewest receiving yards in week one, allowing only 200 yards against the Dolphins. Are you still starting Corey Davis? Oh, I'm still starting him because what else are they going to do? They're going to be behind. They're going to get killed. I think the the Patriots lost. Um, you know, they have a history of not losing twice in a row, although they have uh, more recently have not been as good at that. But there is no question that Belichick is mad. And he's also got Belichick's record against rookie quarterbacks is really, really high. He has a great, he knows how to fool them, how to scheme for them. So I expect the Patriots to crush the Jets, to beat the spread, it's five and a half points but what are the Jets going to do they're just going to have to try to throw the ball to catch back up there's only one guy who can get those to me it's going to be Corey Davis so I'm playing what do you guys think about Jacoby Myers on the Patriots because he's projected to score some decent points but last week he just he didn't do anything and so I have him on a number of my teams and the question is do I do I drop him do I keep him is there even potential for him I personally would – there's other wide receivers I'd rather have than Jacoby Myers. And and I think, again, I, I think they're going to win this game so handily that I don't know how much they're going to ask Mac Jones to do unless they see it as practice for Mac Jones. Yeah, I think yeah. I think Damian Harris, on the other hand, I think he's going to get a lot here. There should be a lot for him to pick up and points to be had. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, there's other wide receivers I think I'd rather have than Jacoby Myers. The thing that sometimes concerns me about the Patriots running backs is there's so many of them, right? Because you've got Harris, you've got Stevenson, who's pretty good, that rookie and you've also got James White so if you got three people to feed you've got two tight ends 
And then you've got like a couple of receivers. And so no one ever stands out from the Patriots. Like they might have one or two games, but after that, it's almost like it's like another Jets. You're not really sure week by week who's going to end up emerging from that group. With that said, though, I did make a trade for Damian Harris. I traded James Robinson for Damian Harris. Oh, uh, interesting. So, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I like that. You know, I, I'm, yeah. like, James Robinson is one of my big disappointments. Um, but we'll have to see if that was just a one-game mirage or not. But he split carries, essentially. And so that is a real problem if he's not getting the volume yeah. he had last season. So we'll see. Um, I, I will say, though, that I, I like uh, Jacksonville this week. Um, I think that Trevor Lawrence – showed enough to me they're six point underdogs to the broncos um i think lawrence could have a good game and they could pull that win out i was reading this article about urban myers and how some of the veterans have not bought into his philosophy and that's always a concern you saw that with a couple of other really high profile coaches from college right they come into the nfl they think they can do their thing and then all of a sudden yeah and they want to be unique and so that's a problem even with James Robinson. You've got Carlos Hyde and James Robinson splitting carries, right? What what last year shown was Robinson can be your workhorse. So instead of figuring out a way to feed him and make him successful, it's almost like he wants to try to be different so that he can put a stamp onto the team, which is somewhat frustrating. Oh, I, I would put big money on Urban Meyer not being the coach of the Jags by the end of the yeah. year. I just don't see him making it because he's he's one of those coaches that is not a player's coach. He supposedly is a yeller. He's getting in people's faces, both in the coaches' faces yeah, and yeah. in players' faces. You just I just don't think that's the way the, the sports world works these days. And so I don't think it's going to last. All right, a couple of things I want to make uh, make one mention. Janu Smith has appeared on the injury report, and so a lot oh. of times pay attention to that if you see if you have Janu Smith because Hunter Henry is sitting on a lot of different waiver wires. So just be careful of that. With the Broncos, just so you know, the Broncos allowed the fourth lead, least re- rushing yards in Week One. Contrast that to the Jaguars allowed the fifth most rushing yards in week one against the Texans. And so make sure that you play Melvin Gordon if he is currently on your bench as well, too. Jed, actually, let's go to Bills versus Dolphins. What are you thinking about that? I mean, look, Josh Allen is great. Stefan Diggs had a very iffy game. My concern is, are you starting any of the running backs over in Buffalo? Are you just going to ignore them? Yeah, that was – no, I think – I think I want to ignore them for at least another uh, another Sunday and see how they do. Um, but I expect I expect the Bills to win, um, to come back and do well. Um, but yeah, I agree with you there. You know, it's it's. I, I think Jimmy is the one who's saying he thinks Zach Moss is going to be the one that wins out over Singletary. Um, we'll have to see. But I, uh, you know, personally for me, I would stay away from that for now. Jim, let me ask you a quick question. Some people loved Chase Claypool, right? And they started mm-hmm. him. Jalen Waddle did a great job. If you have Chase Claypool on your team and you have Jalen Waddle, who are you starting? I would start Jalen Waddle. Um, right now, yeah. I mean, the only competition Jalen Waddle might have would Devontae be Parker. Devontae Parker and maybe Will Fuller, right? Because Will Fuller is coming back this week. So he actually might be somebody that, that might give a run um, for Waddle. But I still choose Waddle over Claypool. The thing about Claypool, though, is you never know. Tomorrow, next week, this Sunday, he might have, like, the best game in the world and then not do anything for another few weeks And because there's just too many other receivers. I feel like uh, Juju Smith-Schuster as well as Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris and their tight ends, Ebron, whoever is playing their tight end, 
they're going to also start taking carries. So there's more people to take care of on the Pittsburgh offense. And it's not like Roethlisberger is doing, doing that much better this year. Like he's getting old. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh's going to have a great game, though. They're playing the Raiders. I think they're going to crush them. And so I've got Juju lined up in one of my starting lineups. I think he's going to be one of the recipients. Um, but I agree with you. I like Waddle, but I actually I do like Devontae uh, Parker still. I think, you know, he if you remember his production from a couple years ago, um, this guy has the skill set and he's not that old. Um, yeah. I think uh, we just got to wait for Tua to figure it out. You know, I actually thought Gisecki would actually be doing pretty decent this year. But the last couple of years, you draft Gisecki and he just disappears, yep. you know, um, so I don't know. No, he's definitely more of a, uh, you know, a bi-week replacement. You can pick yeah. him in to fill in for someone, but he's he's not someone who you can count on every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go over to 49ers and Eagles. Jim, on this particular one with the Eagles as well, too. Devontae Smith, are you growing in confidence in Devontae Smith? You know, I will say, I mean, I, I know, okay, right, like we always talk about overreaction, Jed. Philadelphia's got a decent team, a pretty good A team, actually. So one of the things I was reading about is how their line is all back for the season, right? Like, so last year they had 16 different combinations for the offensive line. This year, all of their line um, folks are healthy. They're playing together. Jalen Hurts had a great day. Devontae, uh, uh, Devontae Smith had a great day. Miles Sanders had a great day. Um, even the rookie running back who became the number two running back. And I forgot his name off the top of my head. All of them had a great day. I actually can see Philadelphia actually having a pretty decent season this year. Yeah, I mean, they had a great – they looked awesome last week. Yeah. But I just want to see – this is, to me, this is a really tough one. Uh, 49ers are three-point favorites. Um, I, I don't know because I'm not convinced that what we saw from the Eagles last week is – really the eagles um really yeah we'll just see i mean that was a pretty big jump if that's how good jalen hurts got that quick um but we'll see i so i'm i'm still suspect if i had to be forced to choose i'd probably still pick the 49ers to win this one got it got it got it uh rams versus colts jed thoughts on that team Rams versus Colts. Oh, yeah. This is the uh, Stafford, the Matt Stafford show. I think we want to see if um, – If he can you know, do it again for a yes, second week, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Can he do it again? Can he show that – you know? but I think he can. I mean, that was the big thing to me was his arm strength. There was all this discussion about, oh, is his arm strength going to be there? And if you watch that game, man, he threw some long bombs to Robert Woods and, and to a Cooper Cup. So I that was really exciting. I think if you have Stafford – you may have really hit gold here. Um, so this is a this is another one to see, though. And for the Colts, on the flip side, like I was saying, let's just see if this team is for real or not. You know, everyone was talking about how much hype they had going in. Uh, they didn't look very good last week. And so we got to see this is at home. They should be able to put a nice game together, um, but we'll see. I also want to let me say this is uh, I had uh, Ryan Tannehill as my starting quarterback and won my other leagues. For some reason, that the, the league that I forgot to draft. I then looked. Matthew Stafford got dropped on waivers. I picked that guy up so fast. <laughs> that was the one That's, in the world. Yeah, was what a weird drop. Like, yeah. I think, but this is the group that's from Japan, oh, they're all from Japan, right? right? <laughs> they don't know who Matthew Stafford is. I said, wow, you dropped Matthew Stafford? I said, I'm picking him up so fast. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's great. I, I do want to I want to keep an eye out, at least from the Rams. I want to keep an eye out on 
okay, how's Daryl Henderson going to be continuing to do? And is there a receiver who's going to emerge? So Van Jefferson is somebody I've been kind of t- keeping an eye out on, on the waiver wire, because if Cooper Cup or Robert Woods, something happens to him, Van Jefferson's the next man up, right? So I'm keeping an eye out on him as well, too. You know who's available in one of our leagues is uh, Tyler Higby, the tight end. Oh, yeah. So that's interesting to me that people are, you know, I was just looking at his numbers. I mean, he gets consistent like five, six, seven catches. It's just that he doesn't get touchdowns is the issue. No. Um, but he's out there on a lot of waivers. So, for example, if you have a Gusecki and you're not that happy, you know, or if you had a Logan Thomas and you're looking for someone else, Tyler Higby is you could do a lot worse than him. Yeah. yeah. And also pay attention to Sony Michelle. Remember, they traded two draft picks to uh, the New England Patriots for Sony Michelle. You I don't know. know if Henderson's going to do well. So I would at least don't ignore Sony Michelle, who's sitting on no, the waivers. No, here's the rule whenever Belichick drops somebody, <laughs> you know he's going to stink. So for me, I'm like, I'm not even touching Sony Michelle because you know the Patriots saw something and that's why they dropped him. That's yep. pretty good. Uh, that's pretty good insight. <laughs> Here, let me, okay, let me say 30 seconds. Here's the thing that I think people need to also realize. You pay attention to your waiver wire because you never know the type of people that, that gets dropped during the week, right? Tommy talked about Matthew Stafford. And another one of my dynasty leagues, someone dropped Cam Akers. And so I picked him up because I was like, look, I mean, take them, stash them, put them on your IR. I mean, yes, you're using up an IR space. But if you're in a dynasty league, he's going to benefit you next year. And so for me, I'm like, pay attention to some of those waiver wires. Hey, you know, with uh, I'll mention with Jameis Winston playing so well, my uh, stash of uh, Michael Thomas in a couple leagues, I'm feeling better about that because if he uh, if Winston can light it up and Thomas comes back, it could be a lot of fireworks second half of the season. All right, uh, uh, Jed, let me ask you, Zach Pascal, 16.3 fantasy points last year. Are you paying attention to him? Is he somebody you're even looking at? No, I'm not. I know Zach Pascal has been mentioned a couple times. Um, Personally, I'm not. Again, I'm just – I think the passing game is suspect there. So I'm not – I'm not at least down to the – he's, what, number three? So, yeah, I'm not looking down to the number three. All right, Jim, Raiders against Steelers. Uh, Look, I mean, it was a great Monday night game. Darren Waller is splitting carries with Kenyon Drake. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Josh Jacobs is splitting carries with Kenyon Drake. Darren Waller was so good. The emergence of Brian Edwards. Najee Harris didn't do well. What are you looking at for this game? Uh, I was – the ESPN folks love Brian Edwards. And for me, I was like, I guess he's okay. You know, I, but I didn't watch most of the game uh, on Monday night, and so I didn't really see him play. Um, but they said they love Brian Edwards. Fourth quarter, he was so good. Yeah. But is he enough? Okay, so would you pick up a Brian Edwards over uh, a Michael Pittman? No way, because of the quarterback. Derek mm-hmm. Carr is so streaky. Oh, my goodness. He was horrible that game until the last two minutes of each half. And then he was good. So I would – no, I would not. And that's why I'm expecting Vegas to have a drop-off. I think it's a nice win for them, but uh, I think they're going to get killed this weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, Jim, I, I think a lot of times is Brian Edwards is still not on the regular fantasy player's radar, so it's still sitting on. You could probably hold off for another week and see and pay attention and see what happens. Darren Waller, though, is a stud. That guy is. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, that I agree. Darren Waller, it was clear. I mean, they were double teaming the guy, and he was still getting his catches. Um, And um, Vegas, like you could tell, Carr was still fixated on him. So, yeah, Waller is definitely top three. I mean, think about it. It, Like like we said before, if you draft a Travis Kelsey in the first round and come back and get a Darren Waller, 
no one would blame you. You would actually have had a pretty good week between those two. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Chicago Bears versus uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Jed, the Bears, I mean, are you expecting Bears another? Stink. I think actually they'll win out on this one. It's his old team for Andy Dalton. I think they might actually might have a chance on this one. Yeah, I like that. You're right. I th- and Dalton was not bad last week. Let's let's say it. Um, Dalton was not bad last week he was definitely not i think the only reason for the loss so i think this could be a week they could win i wanted to pick them they're two-point underdogs uh, but uh you know we just had to see i think the running game was what was the highlight for me montgomery looked awesome last week i want to see if that can continue the cincinnati Bengals defense is good like do not sleep on the Bengals defense they added a bunch of players this offseason um and it showed up last week so uh, the bears could have a hard time i don't know we'll see I made a trade this week with Tommy <clears throat> that could really help me or could really eh, maybe hurt me. Antonio Brown for T. Higgins. Um, oh, that's so interesting. I, I got T. Higgins. He got Antonio Brown because I'm I'm going after potential and Burroughs. He's going after the fact that Brown can regain his form from a few years ago with Brady. So are you are either of you starting them? I, I'm starting no. him. Hey, oh, you are. I pick up Josh Gordon when he gets reinstated. <laughs> hey, I, oh, I love Josh Gordon, man. I was, I was such a Josh Gordon fan, man. I, I had his rookie cards, and you know, because he's such a small dude, he's not like this like huge guy. So, like, I don't know. I really like Josh Gordon, uh, but no, that's interesting. I like both of those wide receivers. Um, I, I am starting Antonio Brown in one league, and I am starting um, T. Higgins. T. Martin, yeah, T. Higgins in the Higgins, other. Yeah. Yeah, so I, you know, it's a tough call though. I, I do think Higgins is going to do fine. I think there's going to be a lot of passing for the Bengals yeah. uh, against the Bears. So I think there'll be a lot of passing there. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown, you just hope it wasn't. They said it all preseason like, yeah, that yeah, he was going to yeah. be featured, and he was that first game. So you hope they don't go away from that. Was, I think the one who gets hurt is Mike Evans. Mike Evans yeah. just like disappeared. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now, Jim, Chris Godwin did really good. But Jim, going back to the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Mixon, I mean, he did a great job. Uh, mm-hmm. you're, I know you dropped him for your dynasty. Are you expecting your big game against the Bears defense for Joe Mixon? Yeah, I think I think the more Bur- the, the better Burroughs does, the better Joe Mixon will be because that takes a lot of pressure off of Mixon. I also wonder if because Giovanni Bernard is not there on the team anymore, it's almost like he doesn't have that pressure on him. Because if you notice, whenever whenever uh, Bernard was with the Bengals for the last couple of years, whenever they needed uh, a red zone target, whenever they needed that extra yard, they threw in Bernard, right? So I wonder if there was a part of that that affected Mixon. So we'll see, you know. Uh, but I will say, Burroughs looked good. Um, there was they were talking the story. I was watching ESPN the other day, and they were t- telling or NFL Network. They were telling the story about how Mc, uh, Burroughs was training this year. He said what they were doing is they were getting the defensive players to really go towards his legs and to crowd around him and then see how he would throw with all of that pressure. And he did pretty well. And so for me, I'm like, you know, I actually think that between Jamar Chase, between Tyler Boyd, between um, T. T. Higgins, he's got some good people around him. Yeah, Burroughs has been a winner, like, wherever he goes. I mean, his story is just unbelievable. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I agree with you. I've got him in one league um, just kind of waiting for him to show some consistency, and then we'll put him out there. Yeah, Texans and Browns, I'd love to get your thoughts on Tyrod Taylor, Mark Ingram, Brandon Cooks. Are you expecting them to play another good game? 
<laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I think the Browns are going to crush. This is the biggest spread of the week. It's a 12 and a half point spread. Uh, Browns are supposed to destroy the Texans. Um, but you know what? Garbage time points count in fantasy. Yeah. So there's there's going to be garbage time points. I would not mind. I mean, Tyrod Taylor, you know, he's going to run the ball. You know, he's going to throw. So I, if you need a quarterback filler, you could do a lot worse than Tyrod Taylor. I mean, he had 26 and, points last week. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was decent. I mean, a lot of it was garbage, but it was decent. And, and Brandon Cooks, I mean, he's going to be the recipient. So I wouldn't mind rolling either of those guys out there. The yeah. The running game, I would probably stay away from. Mark, yeah, who is uh, I was Mark Ingram is available on all uh, the pickup um, for pickup, right? And so he did pretty good. But if you looked at, he took twenty six rushing attempts just to get eighty something yards. That's that's not a lot of uh, yards per carry. And so well, the flip side is that the fact that he got twenty six carries is amazing. Yeah. I mean, there are hardly any running backs that can get over twenty. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, Saints, Panthers, Jim. Uh, hey, look, Christian McCaffrey has done great for me. In some yeah. of the leagues, I've had the number one draft pick. James Winston, I want to see if he does well. Callaway, I know you loved, all right? Callaway was a huge disappointment. I know yeah. your secret love is Juwan Johnson. Talk to me about that. <laughs> no, I've, I've been, okay, I've been stashing away Juwan Johnson. I've been stashing away Callaway. And then who's the other? There's another receiver that caught a touchdown, like, Deontay Harris, I, I got to double check who it is, but I've been stashing those three receivers, um, hoping that one of them will break out and do really well. Um, I still think it's going to be Marquise Callaway because I actually think that him and uh, Winston had such a great rapport during the preseason, um, but we'll see. Jed, any thoughts on those games? Robbie yeah, Anderson, I'm still. I dropped. I dropped Callaway um, yeah. just because the way the game wait. Went, which which league did you drop Callaway in? Um, was it? A, it's one. Of, maybe it was in one of ours. Um, I I, yeah, I I dropped him because um, just the way the game flow went, you saw that Winston was really looking to Kamara. He was really looking to the tight end. Um, you know, I felt like it was more of a. Yeah, I just felt like he, Callaway was just not involved. So, but you know what? It was only one week. Um, so he could definitely, you could see this would be the other game to watch. So if you still have him, I would watch this game. If he has another bad game, then I would drop him. But I, I had to drop him to pick up someone. I forgot who, though. Mm. I, I'm looking now to see because I look, I don't mind. I have faith in Callaway and Williams this year and Raven on the Ravens. Those are the people I've been really targeting. Um, but I actually still have high hopes for Callaway. Yeah. Jim, going to the next game, Vikings and Cardinals, that's a 3 o'clock game as well, too. Kyler mm -hmm. Murray is probably your second-best quarterback in the league after Patrick Mahomes. For, I don't think anyone of us would doubt that. You're playing Adam Thielen. You're playing Dalvin Cook, DeAndre mm -hmm. Hopkins, Justin Jefferson, all of that stuff. My person, Jim, that I want to talk to you about is Christian Kirk. Are you even looking at him? Would he be somebody that you're uh, thinking about starting? You know, I didn't pick him up, and I had the chance to pick him up on a number of leagues. The problem with Christian Kirk is that he's been in the league for a number of years. He's always had one or two games that's done pretty well, but he's never really had a consistent season, right? And so for me, the fear of it is you still have A.J. Green, who I, who I think is almost done. And you've got Rondale Moore behind him. And so Christian Kirk seems like he's more of a number three, number four receiver versus number two receiver. And so that's why, like, for me, I'm, I'm not picking him up. 
I am, though, looking at James Conner because I actually do think Conner might actually be a better back from a fantasy perspective than uh, Chase Edmonds will be. Chad, thoughts? Yeah. Oh, and he, uh, it's, I just figured out, I dropped him in my uh, CCC North League. Jersey. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> um, I am so, so you guys know I have Kyler Murray. I'm a huge Kyler Murray fan. And I am just, you know, so like I'm being tentative because I want to be bold and say this guy is going to be top three this year, MVP candidate, but it's one game. And so I want to see what happens in this game. Uh, but I actually do like Christian Kirk. If if Murray is what we think he's going to be, if he is going to be a top three wide receiver, I think that uh, Kirk can be the number two behind Hop. And so that would, you know, if you have an explosive passing offense, the number two wide receiver is a lock for points. It's the number three where you're not sure. And so I think if, if this is true, but we got to see, because Minnesota's got a decent defense. So I want to see, Arizona put it together again, but if they mm-hmm. do, then I would definitely, um, I've got Christian Kirk in at least one league. So um, then I would be willing to play him. Got it. Hey, going to, let's go to your game that you picked Falcons versus Buccaneers. Rob Gronkowski, is he a thing? Are you even looking at him or was that just a fluke here, Jed? That's a tough one. You know, I mean, he turned back the clock. Uh, like, like I said, if you had a Logan Thomas, uh, maybe you look to a Gronk. You know, I have I had uh, Kyle Pitts, and I'm still waiting. I think Pitts. I think this game is where if he doesn't produce in this game, I'm going to be concerned because there's going to be a lot of points. There's going to be a lot of passing. Atlanta's going to have to catch up. They're going to be running from behind. So if they don't get to Pitts, um, I'll be worried. The one thing I'll say, if you do have Kyle Pitts. Even though he didn't have a great game, he had a lot of targets. I think yeah, he had either he nine or mm-hmm. ten targets. So I'm not too worried, but we'll see how it plays out. But yeah, Gronk, I, I think you know, unless uh, unless you you know are, are in need or desperate of a tight end, I don't think I'm reaching down to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I mean, I'm worried, but I'm not too worried about the Atlanta Falcons um, offense, right? Calvin Ridley didn't do too well. Mike Davis was okay. Kyle Pitts, you know, I mean, Russell Gage, I think, was like their best player this past week. But that's too many offensive weapons for them not to do well. And so I I am hoping to see a consistent um, uh, uh, good points coming from those guys. I do think that Pitts might take a few more weeks, but I still have high hopes for him. All right. Yeah, if if they don't, if they Atlanta has a bad game this game, then I think yeah. we got to be worried. Like, is it Matt Ryan? Is he has he finally dropped off the cliff? Yeah. Uh, you know, then you got to start. Especially Calvin Ridley, you spent a high draft. Oh yeah, Calvin totally. Ridley. Yeah. So if it does, if it goes again, actually, it might be a buy low candidate. <laughs> Speaking of buy low, Jim Mike Evans, are, would you? Trade for Mike Evans, or would you look to trade Mike Evans? No, I, I would trade Mike Evans. You know, I mean, if you looked at the game, the two players that emerged from there was Antonio Brown and also Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin was really impressive. Yeah, I don't, uh, Mike Evans, I mean, yeah, he's had, what, six six seasons of over a 1,000 yards, but I actually think that he might be the odd man out. The thing that concerns me about the Bucks, about everybody on the Bucks outside of Chris Godwin, all of those guys are old, right? Fournette's old, um, Gronkowski's old, Brown's old, Mike's, Mike Evans' old. And so for me, age makes a big difference. I just don't like drafting older players. And out of that group, if I can get one, it's going to be Godwin. That's ageism, Jimmy. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, for yeah. Jed, let me ask you a quick question. You have uh, you have Godwin, right? On, yeah. So here's the scenario. And going back to when we were drafting, 
I bought uh, Kyler Murray for like 20 something dollars. You bought Godwin for $20. I look back and I said, man, should I have bought Murray? Would you have kept Murray or would you have used that $20 on Godwin? And then from that point on now have James Winston on the waiver wire. Which one would you have thought? Which one is a better scenario? For me, definitely the second. Like I said, if I have to pick someone off the waiver wire, I'd rather pick a quarterback than, uh, you know, a, a someone like a Godwin, like a number one wide yeah. receiver. Because you can find a number one quarterback. You're not going to find a number one wide receiver on the waiver wire. You can find a number two, but not a number one. And especially a Godwin quality, he's a top 10. But, yeah. you know, it, for me, in an auction draft, uh, I rarely want to spend $20 on a quarterback. To me, you want to spend around 10 bucks on a quarterback in a standard $200. It's But it's Kyler Murray. Yes. You know? It's Kyler Murray. I agree, but that's what I was saying. We got to see. That was a great first game. We got to see that. Play. I mean, look at him, people who spent money on Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has not been that great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, he's he's still there, but it's just it's so volatile, and you can still get good production from other people. We talked about Taylor Taylor uh, uh, Heineke; he did great. Daniel Jones had almost thirty points. So uh, yeah, for me, spending on the quarterback position is just really risky. I tend to agree with that. All right, I still regret uh, paying <laughs> so much for Kyler Murray. I still remember the scenario. I was at the Seattle airport at the lounge. I was grabbing my drink and a food and everything like that. And then I came back and said, wait a minute, Kyler Murray is up. Wow, $20 is not that cheap. Press it. I said, wait a minute, that's too much for a quarterback. I've already put my bid in there and mm-hmm. no one else bid in it. I was so frustrated because I, I wanted Godwin. I wanted DeAndre Swift. I could have gotten that for what I paid for in terms of uh, – Murray. That that's better than the one when uh who was it that was uh no that was you Jimmy who you picked up uh oh, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I know we're not talking about Green Bay, but Aaron Rodgers playing Monday night football. I expect that guy to go off this oh, week. Yeah. Oh, right? Yeah. Because all these people who are getting on him and you know him, he's a stubborn guy. And so for me, I was like, I'm going to for sure play Aaron Rodgers this week. Oh, that's why I said that's the lock of the week. They are going to destroy the Lions, and they're going to put up a lot of points. I expect Aaron Jones, um, you know, I expect expect them to all blow up. So get your Packers in. Yeah. Just to let you know, I, I know a lot of times let's actually do talk about the uh, Monday night game. Just so you know, DeAndre Swift as well as Jamal Williams have shown up on the injury report. So pay attention to that. Other than that, there's really no one you're picking up besides Hawkinson, which the entire offense revolves around Hawkinson. Yeah. And so just make sure about that. That is, yeah. that is, if I look back on the draft, that's one of my biggest regrets is I did not go after Hawkinson earlier before like a Logan Thomas or some of these other tight ends. Because you're right, there's no receivers on Detroit. They're going to go straight towards Hawkinson and the two running backs. Yeah, this is the year, Hawkinson, finally, I think you're going to see the consistency. This is what we were hoping for last year, and you're Mm -hmm. right. I think Hawkinson was not the hot name. Um, You heard Logan Thomas, and it really probably should have been Hawkinson because he's he's going to be top 10 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. A couple more games. Titans, Seahawks, thoughts on that? We believe that Derrick Henry is going to go off. Hey, look, DK Metcalf was very, very quiet. I know you love Mm -hmm. DK Metcalf, Jed. Tyler Lockett got a lot of receiving yards. Don't Look, don't sleep on uh, Metcalf. I think he's going to do really, really oh, well. Yeah. No yeah. problem at all. For me, remember Seattle. This is, here's the one thing. If you really – so this is kind of like the next level of fantasy uh, research. Teams start to have 
um, kind of identities in the season. So, for example, the Seahawks, the first half of the season, they throw the ball like crazy. Oh, yeah. Establish the passing game. And then the second half, they start to move into into more of a balanced attack as they get ready for the playoffs. So enjoy it right now. I expect Metcalf to have a good game. I expect um, Tyler Lockett to have a good game and Russell Wilson to just continue to air it out for at least the first six games, first eight games. The Titans, on the other hand, if you look at Derrick Henry's numbers in September, they are so far off from what he normally has. Mm-hmm. So he always starts slow. But that being said, I think last week was especially slow, so I think they're going to feed him for this game. But it shouldn't be a surprise. If you have a Derrick Henry, you basically are like, you know, that first month, I might not, not get that much. But then in the second half, it's going to yeah. really explode. The the other player that I – if I had a chance to get by him low – would be Julio Jones because I actually think that he's going to do pretty well this first half, and then I'll figure out a way to dump him for the second half. But he's somebody I'm at least actively trying to trade for in a number of my leagues. Yeah, that's hey, smart. I'll trade for I'll trade Julio Jones. I, I need to get rid of Julio Jones. <laughs> no, but you want too much. Tommy wants way too much. I know what he does. So this is this is my brother's strategy. He makes you throw out the offer so he can uh, see what you're willing to give up and then he'll figure out a way to get better players from there. And so I've had to kind of learn that strategy that he utilizes. Usually I'll throw these outrageous trades and they're sitting there, this sucks. Here, here's something. I said, oh, now I know what the standard that you're going with. Now I know what to work with. Yeah. I've been trying to get his Kyler Murray from him, um, but I think he's asking way too much for Kyler Murray. Yep. Hey, Cowboys Chargers as well, too, is Amari Cooper did really, really well. CeeDee Lamb did okay, but Amari Cooper was so much better. Are yeah. you are you um, any worries about there? No, no. okay, so I, I see I see Jed shaking his head, right? Here's my thing. CeeDee Lamb could have had a phenomenal game if he didn't drop so many balls. <laughs> they, the majority of the balls were still thrown to CeeDee Lamb. And so for me, I'm like, if all, all he does is keep those balls and not drop them, he'll be fine. So I still think he's the number one receiver for the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I still can't believe, thinking back to the drafts, that they were drafted right next to each other, that their no. values were right next to each other. I just, for me, it's C.D. Lamb all day long. Um, that's the guy I would want. If anyone wants to trade me C.D. Lamb, I'll take him because, um, yeah, I think the guy's a stud. That's who I would want. Ezekiel Elliott, are you guys actively trading him? I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm not a, like, but Tony Pollard is somebody, I, if I was on 12-man league, I would consider going after him, but I think Elliott's old. I mean, one thing I'll say is um, the Cowboys get their uh, right guard back for this game, I think is the one he was Zach Martin, is it Zach Martin? Yeah. I know, I forgot who was out for the first game, but he's back this game, so I wouldn't be surprised if the run game improves a little bit, um, Chargers have a good defense though. So it'll be interesting to see who's established. Um, but yeah, I, I could see Zeke having a little bit better game this game. The other thing is Justin Herbert. We have to see like, you know, he had, he, he won the game last week, but they kind of, he kind of did more of like a game manager thing. They weren't really like airing it out as much. So I'm curious yeah. to see if they're more balanced or if they really rely more on his arm, because I think the guy is as good as Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last game, Chiefs versus Ravens. Jim, love to get your thoughts. Tyson Williams. Are you playing Tyson mm-hmm. Williams? You know, okay, so I'm taking a risk in a number of my leagues. So I picked him up early on, and I would say all six out of seven of my leagues. 
Now, three out of the six, I've traded him for, and I've been targeting um, Javante Williams from Denver. So I traded Williams for uh, Williams, Williams from Ravens for Williams in Denver, because I think long-term, Javante Williams from Denver is going to be a better running back than Tyson Williams from the Ravens. I still think Tyson Williams would do well. The thing that I'm concerned about is you still have Latavius Murray. They're bringing in Devontae Freeman. You still got Le'Veon Bell out there. I just the thing that concerns me is they're all. They're, it seems like they're trying to find all these other options to come alongside because it doesn't seem like they have the most confidence in Williams. So that's one of the reasons why I'm hedging my bets a little bit and not going all in on Williams and figuring out how to use to trade him now while he has got some value. Yeah, I, I liked Williams, though, in the game last um, week. He looked he definitely looked like the better player. I was surprised mm-hmm. they featured Murray in the second half. It was pretty obvious that Williams was better. So we'll see if that continues. Remember, the Ravens are always top three, top five in rushing attempts. Mm-hmm. So it, it, there's definitely points there. But I hear you. It's a, it's a tough call. It's funny how many players have the same names, too. Yeah. You guys, you guys <laughs> noticed that Washington yesterday, their kicker is um, Hopkins. It's D, yeah. it's D Hopkins. Yeah. And I was like, what? There's like another D Hopkins. Well, okay. I know we're not talking about Graham Gano yesterday. The kicker for – that guy's a stud. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I did not know he had 30-something straight field goals that he's made. So, okay, that's an aside. All right, as as we finish up everything, let me throw you some scenarios. And I'm going to throw – just go really fast and see which one you guys pick in terms of starting who, who you should sit, who you should start, all right? Uh, Jen, I'll start with you. Mark Andrews or Rob Gronkowski? Oh, man, uh, Mark Andrews. Jim, Miles Gaskin or James Robinson? I'm still taking a chance on James Robinson for another week. Got it. All right, Jed. Uh, here, out of the three, Michael Pittman, Sutton, or Juju Smith? Juju oh. Smith. Juju Smith. <laughs> yeah. Except you never know about Sutton. You know, like he's the number I one. I feel guy. like his, yeah, his injury. I actually yeah. like Patrick over Sutton. I picked up Patrick in at least one league. Uh, I still feel like Sutton's not totally over that injury. So that's why. Okay. Jim, Tyson Williams or Clyde Edwards Hilaire? Tyson Williams. Jed, Debo Samuel or Devontae Smith? Oh, Debo Samuel, man. Debo Samuel. Yeah, Debo Samuel. That's one guy I missed. I shouldn't have said Debo. You know what? If I just picked up Debo Samuel or Corey Davis, (laughs) I would have been so happy. But I didn't either of those guys are on my radar. All right, Jim. Brandon Ayuk or Brandon Cooks? Brandon Cooks. Uh, Jed, DeAndre Swift, Elijah Mitchell. Oh man, that's a good one. Um, yes. yeah, no, actually, oh, uh, yeah, Swift because of the pass catching. Oh, yeah, yeah, Swift, yeah. but they're playing against the uh, Green Bay Packers, here. yeah, they're, but they're gonna be throwing because they're gonna be coming from behind, so they're gonna be, yeah, they're gonna them. need them, they're gonna need the offense. All right, Jim, Tyler Hippy or uh, Tyler Higby or Gerald Everett, Gerald Everett. Play purely right, because of Russell Wilson. Robbie Anderson, Jarvis Landry, or Devontae Parker? Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. Jarvis yeah. Landry. Yep. Jim, out of the three rookies, Jamar Chase, Devontae Freeman, or Jalen Waddle? Jamar Chase. What do you think, Jed? 
Yeah, I agree. Chase, you know, that was one thing. Again, I, I got fooled by all the preseason stuff, talking about his drops and stuff. That guy's he looked great. <laughs> so, you know, he dropped three rounds purely because of the preseason, because yeah. people kept thinking he was going to drop. I mean, if you got him, he he might do really well for you this season. Oh, yeah, that was a mistake. See, that's where you got to take all the – it's hard to know in the preseason who's who's blowing smoke and who's mm-hmm. not. And so I think, yeah, they were blowing smoke just trying to make it sound, but he he looked great. Um, he's I thought T. Higgins was going to be the number one. Now I think – by the, by the middle of the year, it's definitely Jamar. Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd did not do anything in this game. Yeah. You know, I actually thought he could be decent. I thought I thought they were going to slowly bring Jamar Chase in, but Jamar Chase is he's going to be the number one guy. I actually I was going to pick Jalen Waddle. I, I thought I out of the three, I was going to pick Jalen Waddle. I, I like him a lot. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, last one: uh, Mark Ingram or Cream Hunt? Cream Hunt. Yeah, Cream Hunt. Got over Mark Ingram. All right. Hey, we it's 55 minutes. We've covered a lot today. Uh, any lasting thoughts on before we wrap up here? No, I was just going to say how we've been talking about trends and, you know, not overreacting to week one. So week two is the kind of prove it thing. So if you see any trends two games in a row, then you start to feel better about it. You'll see some reversals. I'm expecting Green Bay to reverse their output, et cetera. Um, but you know, this is the week to really pay attention and then start to make your moves after this week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's my thing. My last question for you guys, which Monday night football broadcast are you guys going to watch? Oh. Peyton and Eli or the regular one? Yeah. Did you watch Peyton and Eli? It was actually very good. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. I, yeah. I watched the recording. I didn't watch it live. I watched the court, but I was like, Oh, I totally would watch that. That is the better. That is the oh. much better thing to watch. Yeah. But who's the, who's on the, the regular one? Who's, who's doing that's that? um, Lewis Riddick. And um, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no. Peyton Peyton is awesome. I could listen to Peyton all day long. That's hilarious. Okay. Did you guys hear, did you hear the fire alarm? Did you see that part? No. There was a fire alarm that was going in like somewhere in Eli's house. And Peyton was like, Eli, what did you do? (laughs) See, I think, I think I like that broadcast. I like the broadcast. Yeah. All right, we will see you on Monday because I'm actually out of town on Tuesday. So we'll record on Monday and we'll uh, right before the Monday night football game. Yeah, Monday night. That's what I was going to say. That'll be fun to do it before the game. You got it. We'll talk soon.